Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Lights Out F1 podcast. I'm Matt Sammons, I'm joined by Joshua Fletcher and Callum McAvoy. No Callum Owen this week, uh, he is not feeling very well so uh, we send our best wishes to him and hopefully he'll be back after this weekend's action in Miami before wherever the next race is. Again, I didn't look that up last week and I've not looked it up again this week so Joshua will have to tell me again at the end. Uh, but yeah, Joshua and uh, Callum McAvoy both with me. We're going to be looking back at Imola uh, that we had, what, two week, two weekends ago now. Um, you know, a wet weekend in Imola as well, a sprint weekend. So a fair bit to talk about there. We've got some news finally to talk about in the news section this week. Um, a couple of things to discuss there. And then we're going to look ahead to Miami, um, which is where we are going to be this weekend. And that was a really bad American accent. And I'm not going to sing the song, um, but I'm probably going to go and listen to it on repeat straight after this podcast. <laughs> Because it's not a bad song, I think. We'll have, it, we'll have a, like a, you're, both, you're both nodding along there. We'll have a remix to it, like so. Not the original footage, the copyrighted one, just underlaid <laughs> in the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's going to happen. Um, maybe the three of us can sing it in unison at the end of the podcast. <laughs> no, I only know like okay. that one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, enough of all that crap. We'll come on to Miami a little bit later on. But first of all, let's talk about Imola. Um, we'll go straight in with our predictions. That's usually uh, a good topic for discussion. Um, the qualifying, uh, obviously we had qualifying and then the sprint race and then the real Grand Prix, the, 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 Grand, the race. I don't know why I'm phrasing it like that. But anyway, for qualifying, Max Verstappen was fastest on Friday afternoon. Um, Callum... Oh, we won't come to him because he's not here. Uh, Joshua, we'll come to you uh, because you predicted that um, along with Callum O. You must be delighted. Uh, yeah, gets gets me gets me some points in our in our league table. We're sort of as a personal. Uh, I wouldn't have had him as my as my number one pick to um, to qualify to qualify on pole, but I deserved. I think I think he could put in a very good performance. Um, and that, that battle just looks better and better every weekend. I think Ferrari might be struggling now. Bold prediction. I'm not sure if they can keep up as, as to the high level they have done in the first few races. Potentially struggling a bit, it looked like. But but yeah, I mean, deserved deserve a pole. But I thought I thought they both looked very good. And uh, Callum M, it was a qualifying session that started wet, went dry, and then I think went wet again, if I remember rightly. I think Q3 was on the intermediates. Um, were you kind of, in that case, not really surprised to see Max on pole, even though you predicted Leclerc? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I did say, I think, in the predictions that it, it, the rain can change everything. Max has proven time again to be a very good wet weather driver. So, yeah, not surprising at all, but... Yeah, it was an absolutely crazy session. I think it overran by like 40 minutes or something. We had like five red flags because uh, just no one could keep it on the track. But uh, yeah, no. Yeah, if I'd known there'd been rain, I probably would have. But uh, there you go. And we obviously never hope for red flags in motorsport, but I remember um, on that particular Friday, I had a news day which finished at about literally dead on four o'clock. So to get back in, turn it on and see it as a red flag because uh, was it Nicholas Latifi or Alex Albon? I can't quite remember which Williams, but their brakes were on fire. Um, and I was quite glad to see the red flag come out and 
be able to watch qualifying. I didn't expect to be watching it for another hour and a half uh, after that red flag because we had numerous crashes that, that were probably caused because of the uh, treacherous weather. Uh, in terms of the sprint, we'll, we'll move on to that uh, fairly quickly. We all had a howler. All four of us predicted Charles Leclerc to win that. Um, and Max Verstappen won it, Joshua. What, what did you make of the first sprint of the 2022 season? Again, we had a we had a good battle. Um, again, it's, it's not for everyone, is it? Um, again, I thought we've made our feelings clear. I'm not sure it's the way I'd go personally, but it, it seems like they're sticking to it. We're going to have more next season. And it probably wasn't the track to do it with, let alone to start the first one of the season with. But I mean, it, it was the best I think it could have been. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but it, it was just, it was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't as high drama as, as some of them have been. Mm. Callum, we did see some um, fairly good battles during the sprint, and particularly Verstappen versus uh, Leclerc. Obviously, Verstappen overtook Leclerc on, on the penultimate app, lap to win the sprint race after he obviously, you know, had a, a terrible start, which. Crofty, I remember saying in commentary, and I watched the highlights back just before we came on, um, that's the first ever overtake we've had for the lead in a sprint. Um, surely that's a, that's a good thing, and, and you know we might get some better sprints this year with these new cars. I mean, it is, but it's also kind of not. When you, it doesn't reflect on the sprint as a whole, really, does it? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I thought, to be honest, the sprint was a lot more entertaining than the race, um, surprisingly enough. Uh, but yeah, it was a weird circuit to do it on, not the best for overtaking. But with the DRS, it actually did help a bit. But uh, yeah, once again, great to see Leclerc and uh, Max uh, going for it. It's what, we, what we're paying to see, basically. This is what we wanted. So we got it. Not in the race, unfortunately, but the sprint will do. And Joshua, there's just one kind of incident to talk about in the sprint. We saw uh, Guang Yuzhou and Pierre Gasly uh, come together on the, I think it was the opening lap, or it was certainly one of the, the earlier laps in the race. Um, Joe, I guess, kind of left Gasly with nowhere to go and, and Gasly hit him. Is, is that a fair reflection of what happened, would you say, Joshua? Yeah, that's that's the way I interpreted it. I was sort of, watch, sort of watching it before I, I think it was the day before I came back up to, to uni. So it was... It wasn't full focus on it, but yeah, it, it, to me, it seemed as if it was, if it was Joe's fault, and he he just didn't leave enough room, and Gazi had nowhere to go, unfortunately. But it's racing; I don't think any anything serious or significant came from it, or penalty wise. So, not 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 what you want to see, but it wasn't it it wasn't anything atrocious, and we've, we've seen far worse crashes at Imola. And uh, moving on to the Grand Prix itself on Sunday. Um, I think Sky's coverage was uh, it was quite funny in the build-up. I remember Ted Kravitz doing a feature on uh, Ferrari, which was rather funny. He flew over on Ryanair. Other airlines are available. Uh, and then he <laughs> just jumped into this really expensive Ferrari. I found that, that quite funny. Uh, and also remember, I don't know if you saw this, Calumem, but um, he was speaking to a, a Ferrari fan who was English. And he said, oh, you know what? you know my blood's red you know i'm you know a massive ferrari fan blah 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 and ted went but you're from leighton buzzard <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you see that i didn't but i just loved the line of oh my blood is red as yeah, I, yeah. I should that, i should yeah. hope so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh speaking of uh sky sports uh josh is it me but does matt look a little bit like sky sports his own all the rest yeah I no i know. i think so i I think we, we, we pulled that up um, 
sort of there was just, I don't know what it was I think there was one I think I saw a picture on Twitter I was like there's some sort of resemblance and we had a bit of a joke with Matt in the in our group chat about that but um let us know what you think we put out we put out something on Twitter I don't know how many responses it got from people not associated with with this podcast but no I, I do think there is there's a bit of a similarity just a tiny bit back. The problem was I put a comment in the chat about Paul DeRester and how much I didn't like him. I won't say exactly what I said. Um, but, and, and then uh, Joshua or Callum, or one of you just came in and was like, you look a bit like Paul DeRester, Matt. I was like, oh no. So that was just the worst Friday of my life. And hopefully Martin Wendell has gone to Miami this weekend because I'm not a massive fan of Paul DeRester whatsoever. I'm, I'm just, every week I'm saying somebody new that I dislike. Last time it was Lance Stroll. Now this week it's Paul DeResta, um, and to be compared to him, I, I can see it with the haircut, but everything else, no, not really. It, it, um, it, it is the hair. I, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> it is the hair. That's what it is. Especially now that I've had it cut today, it looks you know a bit yeah. shorter and more like him. Um, but I, uh, I'm going as a last minute thing. I'm going go karting tomorrow, so hopefully I will drive slightly better than Paul DeResta did in Formula <laughs> One. <laughs> is that harsh, Callum? I mean, and I would say that's harsh, but he was a he was a good driver. He was a good DTM driver. I'll give him that as well. Mm-hmm. Very good in that. But anyway, <laughs> enough Paul Duresta chat. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Imola. That, that shows how bad it was that we were talking. You know, uh, you know, Callum. I will come straight back to you. It wasn't the most entertaining race of all time, was it? No, and I don't understand how it wasn't. Like, it mixed conditions, uh, the threat of rain in the air, uh, you know, and after the great sprint we had previous day, you're thinking, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. And then it just kind of wasn't. And I guess part of it was because the sprint, unfortunately, because we, we had Perez and Sainz, especially, who I think started like 10th and 11th in the sprint. But because they had the sprint, they therefore started the main race third and fourth or whatever it was. It was like, oh, so that kind of exciting element from the race was taken out. And I think, to be honest, everyone just wants to be really cautious, especially after seeing what happened with Science and Ricardo at the start. So, yeah, it wasn't great. And, you know, it's not an overtaking track, as Lewis Hamilton found, you know, against stuck behind Gasly and Albon for pretty much the entire race. So, uh, yeah, not the... I like Imola a lot as a circuit, but, uh, yeah, not the greatest showcase for it. And Joshua, Callum mentioned it there, probably any real meaningful action we saw in the race was that collision between Rick, um, Ricardo and Sainz at the start. Who was at fault there for you? I, I think, as much as we were like him, I think I think Ricardo was at fault for that. It was it was tricky. It was a tight one, but he, he did tag him. I think there was... I don't know if something happened ahead of him that distracted... I thought there was some distraction and he tagged him or... Um, didn't Schumacher... There was something with Schumacher after that as well. He he had damage after that, mm. so it was it was a bit it was the biggest moment in the race presumably. But no, I think I think Danny Rickett fought for that one and he he went and apologised. Although he told Trevor Noah that he hated it, but um, I'm he, he did the big thing and he, he took responsibility for that. So I think I think that that says all it needs to say about that one. Well, speaking of McLaren and Daniel Ricciardo, um, let's talk about his teammate, Lando Norris, who ended up finishing third uh, in the race, probably through a little bit of luck, that's fair to say, but some strong results from McLaren in the last two races, Callum. Are McLaren back? Do you think we can say that yet? I mean, they strictly speaking, they never left. Uh, I think all it was was 
Um, all it was was Bahrain and Saudi Arabia in the hot conditions just really didn't suit the car. And I know it's, it's kind of people joke like, what, what do you mean it can't deal with hot conditions? This is a thing we've seen for many years. There's a whole thing that even Mercedes during their dominance really hated was it cold conditions. I want to say they hated it. They either hated the cold or they hated the hot, whatever it was. So this is a thing that happens. And Australia and similar, you know, cooler conditions, they suit the car more. And there is obviously a, a good car in there. It just needs the right conditions. And as you say, a nice slice of luck. Uh, and they can be on the podium. And obviously, if Ricardo hadn't have hit science at the start, uh, who knows what could have happened. He could have been up there as well. So, yeah, I don't know how that's going to affect them going into Miami. But, uh, yeah, promising signs for them. I think if we had a uh, team radio of the week feature, um, we would definitely be having uh, Landon Norris's team radio where he was told that there was going to be class zero to one rain. I mean, what the hell was that all about? Uh, I, I don't, it's, all, it's all strategy, <laughs> isn't it? I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to think of an explanation for for it, but I, th- I think it's it's far too complex for, for us to understand that they're tricking <laughs> everyone else at the same time because all, all the teams and drivers can hear each other's radios. I, I don't know, it's... It might have been even a, just a tactic to say, no, nah, whatever rainfall's coming, then I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not even making sense. Rain it. is oh, rain, isn't it? It's either light yeah. or heavy or drizzle or hail. There's kind of no in-between. <laughs> it's no. just rain. Um, so, yeah, that, that was quite amusing. Do you want to say something, Callum? Uh, so, what's the old expression uh, in the UK? There's like a hundred different names for rain, so I'm not quite sure if I agree with you there, Matt. But yes, no. <laughs> I take your point completely. <laughs> and uh, the uh, most disappointing moment of the race was for Charles Leclerc, who um, crashed at, I'm not even going to try and say the corner name, I've got it written down, but uh, my Italian isn't very good. Variante Alta, is that right? Is that how you say it? That was very good. That was very good. Yeah, that yeah. sounded right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm going to say it again. Charles Leclerc crashed at Variante Alta, which pretty much put him out of the race. And Joshua, I think we have to say, he was very lucky to uh, manage to get away from it and you know that he didn't hit the wall harder yeah i mean very lucky and but ultimately cost him um quite significantly and he he looked comfortable for a while we're sort of just cruising along and uh, we've seen that quite a few times with him now that he, he looks to be doing well and i don't i don't know what uh, he just he just went over the curb funny and he it's just he's just spun him around um but I, I think that will improve, and that will that will sort of fall out of his, his driving when he gets. I know he's been in the sport for a while, but he gets older, gets that more experience. Challenging for a title will probably probably um, help him sort of reduce those mistakes. He's still a young driver, but we've seen a few of those now that he he just t- tiny errors that ultimately might cost him and and could could prove costly in this in this championship. Alan, we saw it last year with uh, Max and Lewis that if you like, neither of them blinked um, in, towards, especially you know, right at the end of the season. Do you think that Charles Leclerc has what it takes to win a world championship? Do you think you know these mistakes are, are going to go away? I mean, he is definitely quick enough. It is all about that consistency now, and you know, it's it's been a thing we've seen it before. You know, when he crashed in, in qualifying in Baku, it was like, oh, I. So stupid, all that kind of stuff. So you've got to remember this is his first time where he's going to be consistently challenging for wins and therefore the championship. So there will be mistakes. He just has to iron them out as quickly as possible. 
and hope that Max makes a few of his own, which so far he has. He's not finished first two, uh, two of the first four races. So he's just got to hope that that kind of perfect storm continues. His lead in the championship is still like, what, it's mm. 30 odd points. So like, even if he can afford to crash this weekend and Max wins and he'll still be leading the championship. So he's got that buffer. He just needs to maintain it. Like you said, now is probably the best time to, to make those mistakes. Obviously, earlier years are yeah. an even better time. But if Mercedes start coming back, I mean, there's no way Mercedes could possibly challenge for the championship now. I mean, clip that and play it back to me at the end of the year when they somehow win the constructors. But um, yeah, while Mercedes aren't around as well, now is, is a good time for him to uh, to go for it and, and try and win that championship because, you know, Mercedes will pounce on mistakes when they come back and, and I'm sure Red Bull will as well. Um, so in terms of our predictions for the race, it obviously finished uh, top three was Max, Perez and Norris. Um, Callum, you said that Max was going to win the race, so uh, you've got a point for that one. I don't think anybody else got anything else right. Uh, Callum O also said Max was going to win the race. But just looking down here, nobody else got anything right in terms of uh, second or third. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much everything in terms of uh, Imola. In terms of our wildcard predictions, I'm going to have to get your two's opinion on this because I said there'd be a Mercedes collision and this was on track. Um, that didn't happen because the Mercedes were nowhere near each other on track. But Joshua, I'll come to you. We saw that Toto, Wolf and uh, Lewis Hamilton having a little bit of a, I guess, confrontation at the back of the garage. Can I have a point for that as a Mercedes collision? I think if you're going to have any points, it's got to be a half. But I think that that, that is very generous. to That's a reach to claim that as a Mercedes collision. Callum? The phrase scrape in the bottom of the barrel comes to mind. Um, it was a moment, though. Like, I remember just, apparently it was, they didn't actually like really have words. It just looked like they were having a proper argument. Mm. So, yes. No, no point for you. Okay. That's fine. Fair enough. I was expecting <laughs> that and therefore haven't applied it to the table. Um, Callum O predicted that uh, Schumacher would score points. That didn't happen. He finished 17th. Callum M, you said Pierre Gasly would get in the top five. He was 12th, so that one didn't come through for you. Joshua, you right. predicted... Can I just say, sorry, before, we, Go on. sorry, before we move on, can I just say something? I nearly put uh, Aston Martin to score points, and then you lot talked me out of it, and then they bloody well did score points. <laughs> I was fuming on Sunday, absolutely Well, you, you said to me about my Alpine prediction at the start of the season, be your own man. Practice what you preach, my friend. Yeah, oh, I will, I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Joshua, you predicted that Max and Leclerc would have a crash and that didn't happen. A uh, bit optimistic, that one. Um, but you never know with those two. Um, in terms of the table, Joshua, you still lead it somehow. Uh, you've got six points. But myself and both Callums are all tied on five. I didn't score any points this weekend. The two Callums have caught up a bit. Um, I mean, I would be level with Josh at the top if, if I had that Mercedes point. But, you know, um, yeah, so... It's very, very tight at the moment. One point separating the four of us. So these predictions are very important. We've not got Callum, M's, uh, Callum O's yet for Miami, and we'll talk about ours um, in a little while. Uh, let's move on to a little bit of news now. Um, and it was announced on Monday, I think, which is yesterday as we're recording this, that Audi and Porsche are going to be coming into Formula One in some way, shape or form. Um, Callum M, what can you tell us that you know about that? And um, how good is that for, or bad for the sport? Well, no, that, as it happens, that's what I was writing about today. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did it very well. Um, yes, so the plan is uh, they've wanted to be involved in F1 for some time. The 
plan is they will enter in 2026, which is, seems like a long time off. Uh, but the reason they're doing that is because we're having a big engine rule change, which was recently approved. Uh, so basically, the, the we, we'll have more like electric parts in the engine, you know, all this environmental stuff will be good. But the they're not going to be their own team. Mm -hmm. uh, Porsche is their, their plan is they want to partner with Red Bull and provide them with power units. So it would become Red Bull Porsche. Uh, Audi have got a very ambitious plan. They want to buy out a current team. Um, they are looking at potentially McLaren, Williams, Aston Martin, or Alfa Romeo. So they want to buy either part or all of it and make it the Audi team. They don't want to start their own one like Aston uh, a few years back. Uh, is this good for the sport? I mean, it's great to see more uh, people wanting to get involved in F1. Uh, because I think the last time there was this kind of big interest in it, it didn't go very well. We had like, if you guys remember like Catrum and Marussia and mm. the Spaniard racing team, I'm not sure this is before you guys started following F1. But uh, yeah, that didn't go very well. But I think because of what Haas have done uh, since they joined in 2016, plus because F1 is so lucrative now because of the wider audience it's got. And that was one of the things that the, the head of BW who owned Audi and Porsche said. Um, part of the reason they've been convinced to do it is because they've been convinced that it will make more money than lose it, which was, which, yeah, okay, not really a great sporting reason to get into F1, but there you go. That's the way the world works. So, yeah, it, it, exciting times, obviously a few years off still. Uh, very curious to see how Audi go about trying to buy McLaren. <laughs> Since that, I think Zach Brown actually said, yeah, we're not for sale. So, yeah, <laughs> curious to see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, yeah it, interesting. interesting. I mean, it'd be weird for me if, if they do come in, um, you know, especially if they're branded on, on teams, um, because I've always, you know, known Audi and Porsche um, as, you know, WEC teams. Um, you know, I've never seen them in, in F1 before. Um, when, when I've watched it, I don't know if they have been in, in before previously. Um, but, yeah, I've always seen them as, as WEC teams. Uh, so, so. A good thing for the sport, Joshua. What are your thoughts on on Audi and Porsche? Yeah, it's, it's good to have two prop like two proper rate like not racing teams, but sort of sort of brands in that area. Car manufacturers, manufacturers, sort of yeah. reputable motoring companies coming in. Like, yeah. I mean, it would be disappointing if they did buy out a McLaren or an Aston Martin. I did hear Lawrence Stroll might be interested in selling. But I don't know how much truth there is to that, but to lose to lose Aston to another sort of similar sort of car manufacturing name would be disappointing. So I don't know, we'll have to wait and see it be but I initially I hope they'd they, we'd have more teams. But as as Callum has rightly pointed out, it doesn't sound as if that's the route either of them are interested in taking. Um but maybe it will spruce, uh, spruce up the Red Bull livery. We've not had any sort of we've not had any difference in that livery for for about 10 years it feels like so maybe they'll have a bit of a colour scheme change or something if, if that happens so that's that's what I'm looking forward to let's not get into livery chat that will double the time we're, <laughs> we're sat here um, but yeah certainly exciting times ahead if, if the two of them do enter the sport and, and that kind of goes through um, the other news that was announced is that Sky Sports have got the rights now to the W Series for this season uh, I think they're going I don't think we'll be seeing any practice sessions from them but we'll be seeing qualifying and I think they have two races across the weekend. I'm not 100% sure on that. I think that's how it works. Um, the only time I've ever seen the W Series was when I was at Silverstone last year. Um, 
yeah, good racing. Uh, great chance for female drivers to progress up the ranks as well and, and get themselves seen, uh, as we all know. Um, Callum M, have you seen much of the W Series? Is this deal gonna gonna make you want to watch it? Uh, I watched it live at Brands Hatch a few years ago, I think during its first season. It wasn't very entertaining. Um, interesting as well because it's all identical cars as well. Um, so it really is just down to driver ability, which I think is a pretty cool thing. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't watched much of it apart from that, but I'm also someone who's I'm a big motorsport fan, but I don't actively seek to watch other stuff apart from F1 and maybe the British touring cars. Um, but if it's on, I'll definitely watch it 100%. Mm. I think, yeah, I probably agree with pretty much everything you've said there. Um, F1, 2, and 3 are kind of the, and the WEC are kind of as far as, as I'll go most of the time. And usually, if there's something else that's on and I see it, I'll go, oh, yeah, you know, stick that on for a bit. Um, Joshua, what about you? What are your thoughts on on the W Series? I, ju I just think for me, I think the best thing about it is the fact that Sky Sports have got it. Um, obviously, that makes it less accessible than when Channel 4 had it last year. But a lot more people, I think, as weird as that sounds, I think a lot more people would watch the W Series on Sky Sports than they would on, on Channel 4, maybe. Yeah, I think it sort of fits with them keeping that form their formula stuff together. Uh, I know Channel 4 also had uh, highlights rights and stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't think they showed anything live. Did they? I don't think so. I think they've got the British Grand Prix again, but I don't think they ha they can mm. show anything live. Yeah. So it's it's good for for fans of motorsport and um, stuff like that that you've got everything in that one bracket. I'm aware of a couple of people involved in it. Um, a couple of names. I think Caitlin Jenner's got her own team, and Jamie Chadwick's the the next big thing. But apart from that, I'm not not too clued up. But I'm sure I'm sure as you said, if it if it's on, I'll. I'll stick it on. I'll learn more about it. But um, it's good. And it's good for Sky that they're showing an active interest in promoting, promoting women's sport. WSL they've got the broadcast rights the first time for this season, so they're really doing their bit to to showcase this. And it's it can only be a good thing. Yeah, but, but the two of you, I've never seen it before. Or, or you know, Silverstone last year was the only time I'd seen it. Um, and I think yeah, if it's on, I'm, I'm definitely gonna gonna stick it on as as part of the the uh, race weekend and if you want to watch it you can watch it this weekend um it will be on sky f1 i've no idea what the times are but i know that obviously i think that i think it is their first round of the season in miami this weekend along with the f1 guys no f2 or f3 i don't think this weekend so that's your replacement uh for in terms of support races um the only other bit of news that i found quite funny was the fact that lewis hamilton uh won a battle about a tree um yeah apparently had a tree in his garden um that his neighbors didn't want cut down and eventually lewis hamilton won and the tree was cut down so i thought that was quite amusing and thought i'd just mention that anyway let's uh, move on to talk about uh, miami which kind of links in with the end of the news uh, is the fact that both race directors have tested positive for covid but it is more likely that neil neil's Vittich, i think is how you announce it pronounce it uh, is it's likely that he should test negative in time for this weekend um no more news has, has been said about that so keep your eyes peeled to see who's going to be the race director who i don't think we've had many issues with so far this season but We've only had four four races, yeah. So uh, still plenty of uh, time to make errors. Um, anyway, let's talk about Miami. I'm not going to do an American accent again. Um, Callum, we'll come down to you. Have you seen an onboard of the track recently? What do you think of this this new venue that we've got? Another street track I mentioned at the end of the last last pod. Uh, you know my thoughts about street tracks. Don't like them much, but hey, what hey, whatever. Uh, the way forward, I guess. Um, 
I have seen a couple of things about the, the, the on-ball like simulations that kind of reminds me of Sochi, I hate to say it, but like a better version, I guess. Um, but like aesthetically as well with the stadium there, which is the whole thing is it's around the um, mm. Miami Dolphins uh, stadium. It, again, just very reminiscent of Sochi, which was all about around the Olympic Park. So <laughs> it's like, I, I don't, but yeah, I don't know. As for the circuit itself, we won't know until we raced on it. Um, I was reading some quotes from a couple of drivers who have done the, the simulator test uh, this week, and they were saying they, they're looking forward to it. They say it's going to be very high on overtaking, and there are a lot of like long straights and stuff. That should, you know, it should work, and with the, the cars being the way they are this year, this could be an entertaining race. Uh, my worry is that uh, it's going to be a bit too show busy. Like they, you know, they're going to have a big carnival atmosphere, which is great, but I don't want that to be better than the race itself. The race needs to like match that. Mm. It's a bit like you know, Mexico has this amazing atmosphere, yeah. and everyone goes there. It's incredible. The circuit's rubbish, though. So <laughs> that's the problem. Like the race is never as good as the atmosphere. So yeah, we need if there's if it, if the race can like match what they do off the track, amazing. Uh, if not. Yeah, I'd be a bit worried. But we all know what America is like, right? It's always about being big and over the top and, you know, just making it as eccentric as possible. I was watching um, Sky Sports News today. You know how on the right-hand side they advertise what's on their channels over the next few days. Actually, Thursday, I think it's Thursday, 1 o'clock in the morning, or Friday, 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah, Thursday, can't remember. Um, but it said Miami Grand Prix opening ceremony, which kind of makes me think, oh, no, what, what's this all about? Have you seen the list of people who are performing at this? No. Have you seen this, Callum? I saw, no, I haven't. I saw, no. I saw, um, I saw, let me find it. I saw it the other day, and I was like, and people like it was. Like, F1s were saying they were more excited for that, uh, for this <laughs> this concert yeah. thing than they were for the race. Um, no, they've got, it, they've got it, some big names. It's a strange one, isn't it? Because it's not it's not the Olympics. It's a Formula One race as part of mm. a Formula One. World Championship. I, I, I just found that I was quite like, why do we need an opening ceremony for an hour and a half of sport? Essentially, in terms of if you're talking about the race, because that's what most people are interested in. If you're honest, have you found the list, Josh? I mean, I might have seen it on TikTok. Let me see if I can find it. I'll, if not, I'll I'll send it in our group chat later, and we'll put it out on our socials. Um, but you you keep talking, and and I'll I'll see if I can find it. Go on, Callum. You're about to come in. I was going to say I don't mind the stuff they do before the race. Like when they have the big flyovers and stuff, that's always awesome. I love that at any bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you say, opening ceremony before the first practice session. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, way to way to hype up practice, I guess. But you know, I'll... the chain smokers are on there, and Kygo and um, lots of DJs and lots of big American. Um... I think it's also on the Thursday as well. I think it is on the Thursday in terms of when it's on there so because obviously at silverstone i know you can go on the thursday and like watch the f1 show and all that kind of stuff happen so maybe they're kind of doing it like that there's obviously no dramatic you know opening ceremony but yeah it just seems just seems strange um i'm just trying to find something about it but can't really see much um through paragraphs and paragraphs of of writing but before we uh <laughs> before people turn off we'll <laughs> move on from the opening ceremony um but it's on at 1 a.m either thursday or friday i can't remember um so if you want to watch it go and watch it um what i've got written down about the track is new track long straights with kinks 
and chicanes and if there's that there's one twisty section towards the end of the lap which looks fairly interesting um but i guess we're just gonna have to see like like callum said you know where the overtaking spots are going to be i've thought of maybe two in my head three if you include the pit lane turn one is an obvious one i don't know the number of the other turn i think it's at the end of one of the long straights but that doesn't help because there's loads of long straights um and the pit lane is, is obviously the other one but that that's an overtaking place at, at, at every track as we know um i've also got written fake marina um i don't know if any of you saw this uh with craig slater trying to do backstroke on this oh, fake, yes. <laughs> fake water <laughs> oh dear no, it's. I, I'm. I'm surprised in a sense it wasn't Ted Kravitz doing that, but it. <laughs> it's slightly. It's oh, slightly. Gone. Ted will. Be, Ted will be there. I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah. Ted no, will be there. It's slightly embarrassing that they've 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 had to fake a marina and it's obviously everything open to the public so everyone can see it and you've you know you've hit rock bottom when you've got sort of TV anchors taking the absolute mick out of you for for painting a bit of. <laughs> a bit of wood with fake water and fake like ripples and i'm seeing lots of um daniel ricardo and monaco memes as yes. well yeah him jumping into this fake swimming pool with his arms stretched out we all know the picture everyone listening knows it as well oh it's, it's fantastic so uh, we'll, we'll have to enjoy that throughout the weekend but let's talk about what's going to happen on the track at last um and probably maybe a bit of a concern that you know all we've talked about so far is off track opening ceremonies and fake marinas um which comes back to your show busy point, Callum. Um, but anyway, we'll get on to our predictions. Uh, Joshua, we'll come up to you. Who's going to take pole position in Miami? Uh, Max Verstappen will take pole in Miami. Um, oh, no. <laughs> we're all catching. No, um, I don't know. We'll go for Max again. I think he'll he'll be brought up on that momentum of, of winning at the weekend. And I don't know. I it I don't know. It sort of feels like the momentum might be swinging back that way if they can get if they can get some proper like consecutive consistent points finishes and get that car back to a, in a reliable state and i think as i said earlier i think the ferrari might be dropping off a little bit in comparison so if if they can get him firing i think he'll he'll have a good run of consistent wins and high scoring points so i'll go for max on pole on this on this occasion I've agreed with you. I've gone with Max as well. Callum M, are you going to make it a clean sweep? Um, I would have turned the American. I got a sore throat, so I won't. Um, yeah, <laughs> <on> pole. <laughs> cool. And uh, in terms of the race, in terms of the top three, uh, Callum, I'll come straight back down to you. Uh, so I've gone with Max for Stephen. That's an awful accent. I do apologise. Uh uh, is going to win the race. Uh, I think, yeah, just the Red Bull favours these kind of circuits, I think. Uh, Charles Leclerc second and Sergio Perez third. I've gone with a bit of a different top three, which links into my world prediction. Callum, you remember the other week when I completely messed up and said that Carlos Sainz um, had got his first ever pole um, and it was actually Sergio Perez. Well, I'm going to go one further this time. I'm going to say that Carlos Sainz is going to win at the weekend. Uh, Verstappen second and Leclerc third which is also going to be my wild prediction um in terms of the science winning joshua what about your um race top three so you said like i had my predictions written down and then you read the predictions table and i was like right i've got to play it a bit safer here so originally originally i had charles max lando 
I've actually gone for Charles Max Science just because I think it's a bit ambitious to put that to put that McLaren up there. Um, so we'll go we'll go with Charles Max Science, and I will kick myself if Lando gets third. Um, mm. But I'm I'm playing it I'm playing it safe to get to get some success this season again. <laughs> okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, wild predictions, I've already mentioned mine. It's that Carlos Sainz is going to win um, because I think just after a terrible couple of races, um, I think this is this is going to be his weekend. He's going to bounce back and he's going to absolutely love it when he wins. Uh, Joshua, let's go straight back up to you in terms of your wild prediction for Sunday afternoon or anything over the weekend. It could even be to do with the opening ceremony if you wanted to. <laughs> so again, I've, I've been very boring. Uh, so originally I had written down Lewis Hamilton finishes top five. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I thought it was a bit ambitious, so I've said Hamilton will outscore George Russell. Um, and it, I, I think it, I saw some a picture today of the breakdown of each like team and the drivers have scored points. I think Russell's got 60, 64 to 36% or something like that. I don't like like he scored 64% of Mercedes points this season, so. Let's let's flip the script and say Hamilton will outscore his teammate, uh, which I didn't think a year ago I'd be saying would be a wild prediction. No, no, that's that's very true. I think uh, me and Callum will uh, will join you in that view. Callum, let's come to you. Have you got anything wild for us? Oh yes, I, I certainly do. That smile so, says a lot. <laughs> so uh, originally, I was thinking um, that during the race there will be. Uh, at least five references to the Will Smiths on Miami. However, <laughs> given that Will Smith is a bit of a hot topic right now, given all the stuff that the Oscars, yeah. because I've actually gone that five times during the race, and I will, or minimum five times during the race, uh, the camera will cut to the fake harbour <laughs> slash marina, <laughs> and there will be a comment on it somehow. We we need to we need to establish um, yeah. establish what what this counts as because does it count because surely in the F one opening titles when they're doing here are the tires here's the track surely they're going okay, to I, get a, does that count? I will say from lights out the, the checkered flag because they'll okay. they'll show it during the warm up lap that's a guarantee yeah. I think yeah. so yes uh, from lights out to the checkered flag we will cut to the marina five times. And let's just check, let's just check. You are not the F1 TV director or producer this weekend. Oh, rats! He's worked out my plan. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd probably be in Miami if you were as well, or over at the TV centre by now, probably. So, uh, yeah, probably, I think we can safely yeah. say that you won't be there. Um, cool. Thank you to the two of you for joining me. Another good pod, good F1 chat. Well kind of mostly f1 chat um so yeah thank you to the two of you for, for joining me we'll get Carlo Owen's predictions as well and stick them out on twitter with the rest of ours that you can see those um joshua what is the next race the next race we have a double header uh so we go to spain Damn. uh we go oh, to spain oh. in uh we have a break then we go to spain and then we are racing in monaco oh another street track yay <laughs> so uh yeah it is we have the USA on the 6th to the 8th, then we have a break. We're in Spain from the 20th to the 22nd, then in Monaco from the 27th to the 29th, and then another break, and then we're, we're yeah, we're jetting all around the world, but but Spain and Monaco doubleheader in... What's after weeks. Monaco? Uh, Azerbaijan on the 10th of June, 12th of June, then a week <laughs> later, we're in Canada, and then we have another okay, break. Yep. Cool. 
<laughs> so uh, our next recording will be after the Canadian Grand Prix. Thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye. I'm going to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Yo, I heard the rainstorms ain't nothing to mess with, but I.